When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the featured podcast on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Again, thank you. I don't know if you saw the email that I sent this morning, Jess. That was awesome. How amazing is that? We topped our, which was record setting month of September. Thank you guys for subscribing. uh, We open up to say just thank you to everyone that subscribes and shares it on social media. That's how. There's no advertising. We don't have billboards out there. It's all about sharing on social media. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it's just so cool. You know, you've added some elements this season. Um, well, this. <laughs> the, well, this, but, um, you know, even just the post-game show I think is great to have because I don't ever get to hear it because I'm doing my stuff, so I like to go back and listen to it too. So just, you know, the things that you've added have been great um, outlets for, for Sooner fans that, you know, maybe they don't get to watch it on TV, but they can right. listen to it driving in their car, you know, so. By the way, I just realized – I don't get li- I don't get to listen to the post game po- inter- or post game show period either because I'm with you usually we're yeah. down getting interviews and I think I do what maybe two segments in the post game show but yeah it's it's available and that's our hottest podcast right now right behind this the featured podcast <laughs> where in the archives you can learn about Kyler Murray you can learn about Marquise Brown but today we're focusing on one of the coolest storylines heading into Saturday's OU Texas Tech game and Jess that's the ties between. OU's staff and Texas Tech's staff. This is, I talked to Cliff Kingsbury, name dropper, on Monday, <laughs> and it's kind of incredible to th- 
you don't see this in sport. It, you might see it where I saw a stat today that every coach in the NFL is from either the Bill Parcells or the Bill Walsh tree. How crazy is that? Every coach in the NFL right now currently has a tie to it. But what, right at half, if not more than half, of the OU staff has a tie to the Texas Tech staff? Right. It's incredible. Yeah, the, that leech tree. Um, that's oh, where wow. it all begins, you know, and uh, – Coach Riley, Lincoln Riley, you know, I think everybody by now knows the story, but a quick recap. Mule Shoe down there from West Texas, and he was a quarterback, walked on to Texas Tech. And I'm going to just go ahead and let Mike Leach tell the story, and then we'll get into it a little bit. So, yes, we have – we're going to start where it all started, with Mike Leach himself talking about his first interactions with Lincoln Riley. Well, my first impression of Lincoln when he walked on was, uh, first of all, he was a very nice guy, just a nice, polite guy. And when you first meet him, you could tell he was a smart guy. And then um, and it was a, on that particular year, we had a ton of walk-ons and quarterbacks trying out in the spring. I mean, we had a bunch. And uh, just on, for numbers and, and whatnot, I was going to have to cut three of them. And... Um, so I went out and uh, watched him play, and uh, 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 I cut, uh, well, and he, he kind of threw it sidearm. He picked up the offense right away, like quickly, impressively quick. Um, <coughs> made good reads, but threw a, uh, threw a real uh, softball sidearm. Even to this day, he argues with it, but it's a fact. Threw it sidearm, and it was soft, and kind of this looping ball. And... Um, well, so uh, <clears throat> I, I, uh, in the same meeting, I cut him and offered him a job. And when I offered him the job, uh, when I offered Lincoln the job, he was pissed. You know, <clears throat> no, I can help you win and all this other stuff. I said, yeah, I, I believe that. You're going <clears> to, <throat> if you come work for us, you'll help us win. And, um, and then... Uh, <clears throat> he was uh, disappointed to the point that he had to go talk to some people. I think he talked to his high school coach, talked to his parents or something. <clears throat> so it took him uh, it took him a day to even accept the job, but uh, finally did, and then did a tremendous job for me. I worked with Lincoln for a long time, and the the thing that was impressive about uh, Lincoln was uh, he was very perceptive. You know, knew uh, kind of how things needed to uh, to move, how things needed to progress, and um, saw the big picture, and um, and so he was my right hand guy. And so, as I'm having rhetorical conversations, uh, uh, you know, he's the guy I'd bounce stuff off of. You know, what plays I liked, what plays I didn't like, what players I liked, what players I didn't like, what you know, who needed to <clears throat> work on what, how we could improve as a team. And uh Lincoln was a great sounding board for that. It got to the point where we could actually finish each other's sentences. And um he uh well he did a he did a great job as a coach. I think that um you know uh, no, he he was smart and adaptable and a quick learner. First of all, I want to know how did you get that? When did you get to talk to Mike Leach? Well, as you know, we're working on the Bob Stoops history DVD. That's right. So, um you know, that's Full speed ahead. We're trying to get that knocked out. Um, That's why I never see Jacob Potter anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I think I've done, I don't know. I was trying to add this up the other day because each interview is at least an hour, sometimes two. And I've literally done at least 
15 interviews. Oh, my gosh. So, and then Jacob has done a couple more, and then Brandon Meyer has done a few more. So, um, and then we've, we've reached out to people throughout. So, we watched, reached out to Washington State. So, their people kind of got that for us. Um, oh, that's cool. We got Brent Venable. So, like, you know, we've had some people at the individual schools that have helped us out as well. So, but yeah, that was one thing that in Leach's interview, um, obviously, he talked a lot about coming here and, and whatnot and, and working with Coach Stoops. But at the end, uh, we did get some Lincoln Riley questions in there for him. And so that's where that came from. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And when else are you going to hear Link- Leach talking about Lincoln Riley? You know, it was pretty cool because I don't want to spoil anything, but Dennis Simmons kind of has Lincoln's back a little bit on that. But throwing it like a softball is one of the more unique blasts I've ever heard anyone put towards a quarterback period. Um, I think it says a lot about Mike Leach and what he thought of Lincoln Riley to say, okay, you're not going to quarterback for me, but I dig the way you see the game and you think about it. I want you on my staff. He cut him and hired him, offered him a job. He cut him from the team and offered him a job in the same meeting. As That's you awesome. Just heard. So, yeah, and I, I'm thinking about making that one of my – three or four questions to coach Riley tomorrow before the game (laughs) Uh, or before we, uh, when we, right when we get to Lubbock is coach, can you confirm or deny that you threw sidearmed softball style? No, I don't think he'd like that because obviously coach Leach said he still argues with him today, but yeah. So Lincoln Riley um, stepped on right away. Once he wasn't going to make it as a quarterback on the team, took him a day, he decided to come back. It's part of the staff and did, amazing things for the staff you just will hear every single one of them rave about what he did just from the second that he became a student assistant um i didn't include this on this podcast but with um uh with ruffin mcneil he talked about with lincoln it's from the start as even as a student he wasn't afraid to do the smallest of jobs they there was no job too big for him he took it on full full speed ahead um didn't and and that he said that's the thing he's still like that today he still will do the smallest of jobs no second thought about it so that's when the one thing that Ruffin McNeil saw from the beginning but I thought Dennis Simmons take was really kind of another interesting about, you know, you just knew that there was going to be something special about Lincoln Riley. He did from the second he met him. Yeah, because I mean, Lincoln has always been one of those people when you're around him and when you meet him, he always carried himself a lot older than what he actually is. And, you know, there's some people that you just say, okay, this guy was, was born to do what he's doing. Him coaching football, I mean, that's, he was born to do that. I mean, he's, no matter what type of player you are, offensive guy, defensive guy, young guy, old guy, he has a, he, he has a charisma about him that, you know, you relate to him. And, and he, he, can, he can pull and, and get the best out of you. Did he throw sidearm softball style? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Coach Leach said. No, I mean he had a, he had a hurt shoulder, so I mean there may have been some adjustments, but I think Coach is uh, going a little bit over overboard on that one. Now, full disclosure, and this is maybe a little jealousy, but we taped Dennis Simmons for the Coach's Corner, right? Teddy and I, we sit there and we sat there and talked to him for fifteen minutes. 
Jess then slides in and starts talking about tech, and he talks a bazillion times more than he had <laughs> when he was. I'm sitting there with 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 Tilly and with Theron, and I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, "This is Jess, man. She gets people to talk, and he is just, as you heard, gushing about not just that early stage of of Lincoln and kind of what he saw, but Jess, as as we'll hear more next about that Michigan State game and how much fun it was for them see Dennis Simmons looks young to me yeah but he was coaching when Lincoln was there as a player and or at least was in coaching when Lincoln was a player and then to have them work together uh that Michigan State game he described it as fun maybe the most fun he's had yeah well and I didn't really know kind of the ins and outs details you remember the the firing of Mike Leach of course I remember that but I don't think you knew a lot about how that all went down until you know, honestly, recently for right. me, anyways. You know, the I don't think you're wrong there. And they and you know, Coach Simmons talks about how they they were going to a team meeting, had no idea what was going on. Then all of a sudden, it was like, all right, you do this, you do that, and the biggest thing is let, let's go try to win this football game. But hearing from Coach Simmons and then um, and Coach Riley and the way that just this one game. I mean, they were there together for how long? How long were they all on staff together down there in tech and what they did? You know, they they want to share the Big 12 South title that one year, you know, were kind of a force, uh, you know, kind of put them on the map a little bit. But it was really this one game, this one month that proved to be, I guess, some of the most monumental of all of the times that they had together in Lubbock. I mean, I think the... <laughs> Because the way we found out, it was like we were going to a team meeting and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, this is what's going to happen in that team meeting. So we all kind of just took a stack, step back and just kind of looked at each other and was like, all right, what do we do? And then it's like, OK, well, you're going to call a game and he's going to do this and, you know, everybody else, you do this, you do this and you do this. And, and our focus was on like, hey, let's just. These kids have worked hard to get to this point. Let's just do what we have to do to win the football game and then, you know, see what happens from there. And, you know, that was probably one of the, the, the stressful times because you never knew what tomorrow was going to bring, but one of the funner times because it was like you knew – the guy next to you had your back and you all we all knew that we were working together and it was it was just fun I mean it was we knew that we we're gonna shock some people when we play this game we had had such a special run you know kind of that 2006 2007 2008 2009 we really played so well we'd taken some major steps as a program we'd gone from a group that you know when we played well, that was going to win seven, eight, nine games to a group that was competing for, for conference championships, you know, and it really, really grown in a lot of ways. And, and then certainly how, how it kind of ended there was, was, you know, kind of one for the movies, one for storybooks. Um, but to finish that one off like we did uh, with all that adversity was, was uh, a great thing. I think we all learned a lot from it. It obviously, it, that game in particular spurned a lot of opportunities. Uh, it gave you know a lot of different guys uh, on that staff a lot of different opportunities throughout uh, throughout college football, and it really kind of changed the path for all of us. That's cool. That's great audio. Now, one thing from the Michigan State game as well is that was Ruffin McNeil's first game as the interim head coach, and right. as 
obviously history will tell. Ruffin and the Red Raiders won that game in dominating fashion. He then became the head coach at East Carolina, took Lincoln with him. More on that in a bit. But that was a big moment for Ruffin McNeil as well because he empowered a young man to have an opportunity to call a game. Yeah, and I think throughout the time since Ruffin has come to Norman and we've talked to him about Lincoln, you've heard him in several several interviews, there's no doubt you'd know that this relationship between Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McNeil is, is very, very special, very strong bond. But I think, you know, again, just with, with talking with Ruffin for this piece, just the um, – respect that Lincoln was able to gain from Ruffin because you I, I don't know what the age difference is but you think about Lincoln Riley was what 18 19 20 21 years old and the way that he gained um you know Ruffin McNeil's respect from the early early goings I, I just think speaks a lot about their relationship and so they had they had worked together all this time you know they had done recruiting things together they had um uh, talked about how much they had grown as a staff together. So then by the time this month comes around and Ruffin says, you know, for me it's a no-brainer that Lincoln Riley is ready, just the way that he understands concepts and had from the start. Like he knew probably – he saw it probably before anybody did. And then he it was absolutely confirmed during that Michigan State bowl win. When the bowl thing happened where – you know, I was named interim head coach, and because doing that winter, uh, that bowl prep, uh, Lincoln really ran the offense, and I was uh, calling defense at that time as a coordinator. So I've had, I was having a call against Lincoln even then, uh, just as the offensive assistant. So when the bowl uh, deal happened, uh, it was it was a no thought process that Lincoln, that when I found out. 30 minutes before the team meeting. Lincoln, you the offensive coordinator, run with it. And he did. And he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And uh, during that game, I've said this on a number of interviews, it, I wish I could have recorded the conversation uh, the nomenclature used uh, and how it was a plan, like it is now, that people have seen now worldwide, nationwide at least, how the uh, synchronization of calls that he makes. I heard that that night for the very first time because I was able to tap into the offense, offensive play calling as well as I was already on defensive play calling. And it was really, really neat and pretty cool to hear that. So I've never forgotten that You moment. know, it was interesting. Like I said, we were sitting in the studio while you were talking to Dennis Simmons and he was talk he was laying out how that Michigan State win really brought this staff together. But that whole saga really seemed to bring everyone together. And it's kind of crazy to look back now. For instance, I see Bill Biedenbo, who's a guy that will never have to worry about a job again in his life. Right. You know, he'll, he'll have a job as long as he wants it. Lincoln Riley, same thing. Dennis Simmons, even Ruffin McNeil, as long as he wants to coach. But at that point in their coaching career, you just never know. You know, you're still young. You're still kind of fighting, scratching, and clawing. But it really it created a bond between these guys, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you heard Dennis Simmons talk about it was some of the most stressful, if not the most stressful time of his life because you don't know what tomorrow brings, but it was also some of the most fun. So, um, yeah, the way that that really um, – it was a launching pad because, you know, the way that 
Ruffin Manil ends up getting the head coaching job. He takes Lincoln with him as the yep. offensive coordinator and Dennis Simmons with him to ECU. Bill Beanbow was not on that staff, but um, he had already had already moved on. But, you know, again, you're looking at a team that I, th- I was looking at their records and I'm pretty sure, you know, they're at the very early 2000s. They were winning like four games, five games on a very good year. And then by the end, they're winning nine, 10, 11 games a season. So, and I, it goes back to, um, you know, and I think Coach Simmons was really going to hit on it here. The way that they all came together and said, all right, let's, let's do whatever we can do to make this program better. It was not about me. It was not about, you know, let me, how am I going to get another, a better job? It was, let's, let's all come together, do what we can. And the thing is, and it carried over. So they, they established that bond there. They all go their separate ways. So when they come back together, it was like they got to pick right back up where they left off. While they grew as coaches, they've learned more things. You know, they've brought different ideas to the table. That bond that was established with everything that they went through together in Lubbock was allowed for them to hit the ground running and then put together the most, one of the most, if not the most prolific offenses in the entire nation. I think it's huge. You know, we were all young guys back then, you know, just kind of growing up in the profession. And, you know, we had gone different paths, each of us, and then, you know, coming back together and, and just understanding how each other works. I mean, that that's a critical you know, part of having success and everybody trusting each other and, and everybody being on the same page, you know, what we are offensively. I think it's been huge. I think it's been key. And then obviously the other guys coming in, whoever it may be, and, and obviously buying into what Coach Riley has done and what we're doing on offense. Um, I think that's as important as anything in having success as an offense, defense, special teams, and other things. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, if for me and, and, and mine and Lincoln's relationship, I mean, had it not been for that, I don't think I would have been here, uh, you know, because he chose me to, to, to come here. So... Uh, or chose to bring me here and you know I'll forever be grateful to him for that Uh, and I I think it's just you know it's a respect uh, that we have amongst each other and you know a lot of times it's he doesn't have to finish a sentence you know I kind of have an idea of what he's looking for and what he's thinking so it's just like okay well yeah I I got you and then I'm able to translate it to 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 the, the guys in my room because I have an idea of what he's thinking that, you know, he's telling the guys in the quarterback room. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that I think that, you know, makes our offense so successful. I mean, at the end of the day, we know, you know, the buck stops with him. And, you know, you know, he, he you know, we all have the, the, the freedom to, to pitch ideas and, and make suggestions. And, you know, and he strongly encourages that. But when there's a game plan and when, when it's finalized, we all are moving in one direction at one accord. And, you know, that, 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 goes throughout the throughout the team so I mean I think that's one of the 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 things that makes us uh makes it you know makes us have the success that we are we're able to have so far yeah I built a lot of that and I think that helped us when we all came in the door here in 2015 and kind of all when the 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 group got back together um that we had worked together before you know it wasn't it was new doing it here and we were doing some new things but we knew how each other worked we were able to work well together uh, pretty early. 
Uh, I think we had a lot of confidence in, in what we were going to do based on you know the success we had been able to have before. So, and I think a lot of us in the time that we were you know apart had, had grown a lot as coaches, and so we're able to all bring in some new ideas, combine them, and you know try to put together something. It's been kind of cool this week, Jess, because we've had a lot of people ask us about 2016 and going back to that game and how. I think it was fun. I thought it was a blast. I know all the defensive guys well, don't. I'm a basketball player, so of course I, I love, thought it was it. awesome. It was great. <laughs> but this is Lincoln's first trip back as a head coach. Yeah. So it's – I don't know if it's any more unique in any way, shape, or form, but it's its definitely got to feel a little bit different to him or no? I, I, I absolutely think so. And, you know, Coach Riley is one where – and and Ruffin talked about this too, and um, about how he always had this calming um, effect about him. You know, things didn't get too big for him. Um, but I do think for him that going back to where it all started, he has thought about it. You know, even if it is he's been back, it was as an offensive coordinator. But you know, when he got into this, hope I would imagine one day hoping to be a head coach now he's going back as a head coach and it's to the place where it all started and I do think it will be a different feel and you know it is it's they spent so much time there this entire staff that you can't go back and not have some sort of feeling about it you can't feel some sort of way is that the saying you can't feel some sort of way when you go back there so I thought it was interesting when I asked Lincoln about what is it going to be, be like going back this year as the head coach? It was a unique feeling two years ago, you know, going down there. I had so much history there. Um, I'm getting my start there coaching, all the great memories I had in Lubbock. And then, you know, obviously it's a, the part of the country and part of the state that I'm from. And uh, so a lot of friends and family there too. So it was certainly a little strange going out that opposite tunnel. Um, but was a great atmosphere there, as it always is, and uh, I'm sure it'll be that same way again here uh, this Saturday. So there you have it, the latest featured podcast. One name we didn't mention was Benny Wiley, who's going back after a short stint at Texas Tech. The only reason I bring this up is because my 10-year-old daughter has been binge-watching strong. (laughs) So we've been watching his reality show, and he's great. He's great in it. There's a few times where he gets mad in it, and I'm, oh, that's not the Benny Wiley I know. But it's it's really cool, Jess. This is a fun weekend. This is always a fun trip. They're always exciting games. They're always entertaining games. But I don't think we'll see something like this for quite a while between two programs in the same conference that have this many ties between their staffs. And I'll be the first to admit it. I am now – and I, I always liked watching Pat Mahomes play. And you couldn't walk away from that game and not have gained some respect for him and the way, you know, the way it was two of the best quarterbacks. Look what they're doing on Sundays, you know. It was two of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the nation dueling it out. And I am now – I enjoy watching the Kansas City Chiefs play because I I enjoy watching Pat Mahomes. Let's not get too carried away I'm sorry. So, anyways, yeah, I – you can't leave that game and not have respect for what Pat Mahomes and Baker Mayfield – did during that game and I can't wait to see uh, uh, the Texas Tech Oklahoma game and how fitting is it that it's the the Chiefs Browns matchup as well same weekend y'all have a great week enjoy game day and until next week on the feature podcast uh, our podcast Boomer Sooner everybody this has been the Sooner Sports Podcast 
Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.